you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Something just leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not. Spread the floor, let's go! What up, what up? Welcome to Buckets, the fantasy basketball podcast here on the Action Network. Presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Dan Titus. And with me, as always, is the homie and fantasy expert, Adam Koffler. So this is the week 15 look ahead. We'll recap the notable news from week 14, evaluate some of the situations worth monitoring and give you guys some waiver and scheduling advice heading into this upcoming week. So let's get right into it. I got an alert from Woj that Grayson Allen is going to be suspended for one game. Let's be honest, man. This isn't the first time Grayson Allen's done some shit to... uh affect other players, but this one is a serious impact to the Chicago Bulls. Alex Caruso is going to be missing six to eight weeks with a fractured wrist on top of the fact that Lazo Ball is also going to be missing six to eight weeks with uh, arthroscopic knee surgery. So two significant injuries for this Bulls backcourt. And you got to expect, man, I was doing the math on it, six to eight weeks, assuming that this is the back end of that timetable, like eight weeks, that's going to push both of these injuries out to week 22. There's only 23 weeks in a fantasy season. So these guys are pretty much out for the year. You got to expect Io Dosamu and um, and Kobe White. They have plenty of opportunity to feast here. And I I like Io Dosamu in particular. He's a he's a top fifteen guy in the last two weeks. Believe it or not, he's playing thirty nine minutes per game. Literally does not come off the floor. And obviously he's not he's not getting you like DeRozan type numbers. However, he's doing everything across the board. He's he's acting as the team's point guard. So he's picking up like you know, five, six, seven assists a game and shoot pretty good percentages. So he's, he's a guy that absolutely needs to be rostered everywhere right now, you know, especially with the Caruso injury. Like when, when Caruso was coming back and people were a little bit like, oh, well, you know, Tsumo might lose, lose the role that he had, especially with Levine coming back. But it looks like he's here to stay. You know, even when Levine does come back, I can see the Bulls running Tsumo at point guard, Levine at the two and DeRozan at the three. So you know, he's, there's still a path for him to get 35 plus minutes a game. And then Kobe White's going to be the sixth man. So there's opportunity for him too. Obviously, he's not going to get you the same percentages. He's going to jack up, you know, 18, 20 shots a game some nights and, you know, maybe shoot 30, 35%. But both are definitely rosterable guys in 12 team leagues at this point. Yeah, Dosamu was 32 overall over the last week in nine cat head to head leagues, primarily. And you're right. You know, even if I think the assumption was when Caruso came back that his minutes might have tickered down a little bit, but his defense has really been phenomenal. And that's really what earned him time on the floor. But, you know, Billy Donovan obviously trusts him if he's playing them 38 minutes per contest here 
And Billy yeah. Donovan plays his starters very much like Nick Nurse plays his starters in Toronto. Just right. like super heavy minutes. And these young guys, like they can handle those young minutes too, those those heavy minutes too. So you know, definitely ride that wave. Whatever percent rostered he is in, in leagues needs to be way higher right now. And then in the Pacers, man, they're having a ton of injuries, but there's also some pretty serious trade rumors around a couple of these guys. Miles Turner, he has a foot injury. They haven't really given a, a firm timetable on his return, but if you listen to the Buckets podcast, Matt Moore has been talking about how a lot of opposing GMs have thought that this injury could actually be significant, and that actually could be holding up some trade talks here. So you got to imagine he's not going to be returned to the court, not only because of his injury, but also because of the looming these looming trade rumors. But then you also have Demonis Sabonis. We don't really have a clear picture on his ankle injury, but I know that you've been reading up on it. So uh, what do we know more about uh, Demonis Sabonis and how long he could potentially be out for? So when the ankle injury occurred, uh, Rick Carlisle called it a pretty significant ankle injury. And then it was reported on Saturday that he was going to miss the next two games. So that was Saturday and then today, Monday, right, when this, when the pod comes out. So he'll be out at least those two games and likely more. I mean, he's being ruled out, you know, well ahead of time. Typically when teams say something significant, like we saw Nick Nurse say that with OG Ananobi back earlier in the season, and they ended up missing like a month of the season, even though he was listed as questionable each game. So something similar could happen with Sabonis, especially because his name is, you know, rumored in, in uh, all sorts of trade talk too, along with Miles Turner. And then you've got Malcolm Brogdon, who now they're saying he's going to be out at least te- uh, 10 days and he's going to be reevaluated after that with the sore Achilles. And he's been on and off the floor. So the Pacers have a lot of churn right now, and there's a ton of opportunity for guys to step up. Guys like Chris Duarte, right, in the backcourt, Goga Batadze in the frontcourt. Like, both those guys need to be rostered right now, like in, in pretty much every league, especially with all those guys out. Um, other guys to consider, Justin Holiday does it on both ends of the floor. And also Jeremy Lamb, he should get opportunity, you know, coming off the bench, probably as a six man, could hop into this in the starting lineup as well. There's just so much opportunity um, there in Indiana for so many guys to step up and, and be fantasy relevant. Yeah, Pataze has been, uh, I think he's probably the priority add out of those names listed because Duarte is probably rostered in most fantasy leagues, um, competitive ones. But you, you got to go get Pataze. I was thinking initially it might have been an O'Shea Brissett sighting, being how well he was last year uh, for fantasy managers around the playoff time. But yeah, man, I, I think you got to run and get this guy. He he gives you pretty much every category, um, especially the blocks. I think he's he's especially helpful. So if we're not going to see Turner or Sabonis, definitely in the next couple of weeks, man, I think you're going to have a really solid streamer here. And let me give you guys a, a little feel for how much I value Goga Batadze. In our league, Dan, I put in a $37 bid on Batadze out of, out of $70 left in my fab. So over double my fab just went to Goga Batadze. And I outbid the next guy who bid $26. So super happy about that. Like I, I see him, I see him as a guy that could potentially stay in a starting center role the rest of the season as the Pacers see if he's, you know, a guy for the future for them as they rebuild. Yeah. So just fair. like, just like, just like how Mo Bamba got his opportunity to come in and starting line for the magic. Gogo Batadi does a lot of the same things. Like he, he can hit threes and he blocks shots and, uh, he actually gets three assists per game, you know, when he plays over 25 minutes a game. So definitely, you know, definitely give him a look. And in Phoenix, Bismack Biombo has had a little bit of resurgence as well. I picked up JaVale McGee thinking that he was going to be the one to really cook with uh, DeAndre Ayton on the shelf, who's still battling this ankle injury. Man, he just can't get right this year. It's always one thing or another. 
And it doesn't have a really clear picture. I think he's more day-to-day, but you got to expect that uh, Biombo is going to earn more minutes here after dropping a really solid line on on Saturday night. 21 points, 13 rebounds, five assists. Super weird for Biombo, along with three stocks. But uh, both guys got a double-double. But I, I got I to think that uh, Biombo is probably the better center to uh, roster going forward here. In the yeah, I think as long as, as long as Aiton is out, yeah, I mean, both these guys are probably rosterable just because they can, you know, get the boards and the blocks and, and good field goal percentage. But Biombo's Biombo's like the better basketball player, and on a on a good team, like the good team wants the better guy out there. Like he's gonna like while Javale McGee might you know get four or five blocks on any given night, like Biombo's just better defensively than Javale McGee is. So they're gonna have him on the floor more often. So we've seen Biombo play, you know, some more minutes even you know with eight and out, and and Javale McGee is a starter. So yeah, Biombo deserves deserving of a spot in most leagues. Uh, JaVale McGee too, as long as he's the starter, probably deserving of a spot because you know those blocks are a valuable, you know, stat category. But yeah, Biombo looks like the real deal. We don't have any clarity on the eight injury. Um, he's been in and out of the lineup too, you know, just like the big men in Indiana. So at least until he's you know until he's back, Biombo is definitely deserving of a spot. I mean, the Suns are thirty six and nine, tops in the Western Conference by about three and a half games right now. So. There's no reason to rush their big man back right now when they uh, obviously have their sights on way longer tailed. You know, they're looking for championships right now. This is championship or bust for Chris Paul pretty much here on out. So, yeah, um, this is cool for Biombo too. He, he, he's been on like bad teams for his career. So, yeah, it's kind of cool to see him in a spot where the team actually uses his skill set like pretty well. And he's he's affecting, you know, a, a good team posit- very positively. Yeah. All right, so let's hit these uh, hot players of the week, man. We got a battle for MVP. I don't know if this is really a battle for fantasy MVP. It's probably more of a battle for real-life MVP. But Nikola Jokic, I mean, he's unquestionably the number one fantasy player this year. He's number one overall for the course of the season. He was number one over the course of last week. He averaged 33 points, 13 rebounds, 13 assists with 2.33 pointers and three stocks. He shot 63% from the field with only three turnovers per game. This dude is ridiculous, and there's no there's no reason why this guy isn't fantasy MVP for two consecutive years. Um, but just want to hit Joel Embiid stats though, because he's got this guy's been a monster as well. 40, 11, three assists, two point three three pointers, one point three blocks, sixty two percent field goals, but more impressively, eighty four percent from the line, and he's getting a ton of volume, ten free throws per game over that span. That's the type of stuff that puts you ahead uh, above your league mates when your center is shooting eighty four percent with that type of like you know, guard volume from the free throw line. Yeah. He's averaging Embiid's averaging more points than minutes per game this season. Right. Yeah. Like this, yeah, this, dude, this, this dude on a per minute, per minute basis is incredible. Uh, Jokic, Jokic plays more minutes than Embiid. He's got a little bit, probably a little bit more stamina or maybe less injury concerns mm-hmm. uh, per se. And it, it, you never, you don't have to worry about Jokic, you know, coming off the court, you know, with injuries and stuff. And um, that's probably the only concern with Embiid is that, and like the stamina and stuff, but yeah, they both, I mean, they're probably one, two right now in terms of both real life MVP and fantasy MVP, to be honest with you. And like we talked about was last week or a couple of weeks ago, the Sixers have the best fantasy basketball playoff schedule, like the most favorable, most games, the least amount of back to backs, um, the least amount of times on a 10 game slate. You know, if there's a guy that you want to target, um, that'd be your guy. If, if, if you're you know sitting pretty right now and, and, uh, and trying to make a, a nice run deep into the playoffs this season. Yeah, Joel Embiid four overall for the for the entire season and fifth uh, last week. So 
definitely the top two centers in the league and, and arguably the best two fantasy players right now. Um, a couple other guys that have been cooking. Gary Terry, you got 39th overall over the past week. He's had a great week along with his front court mate in Miles Bridges, 24th overall. He had a really good week as well. But I want to talk about D'Lo and uh, yeah, let's talk about D'Lo a little bit. I think we've finally seen him be a pretty good fantasy asset over the last week and probably over the course of the last two weeks. Yeah, he looks really good. The, the knock on him has always been the turnovers and the inefficient scoring, and it hasn't been that way over the last couple of weeks. And, and and the lack of assists, he's kind of just been a guy who just, you know, hoists up a bunch of shots. But he's doing, you know, he's doing a lot of different things, and uh, right? And he looks he looks pretty good. And the Timberwolves, are they score a lot of points. They move the ball up and down the floor. I mean, he's just, he's hot right now. Maybe consider him a sell high because he's never been an efficient player. Um, so maybe it's an opportunity for that. But, you know, I, I, I like to, I like to ride the wave, especially on, on with a guy, you know, is playing on a team that does get up and down the floor, like lots of fantasy value there playing heavy minutes. So I'm, I'm okay riding the wave with the Angela Russell. Yeah. Speaking of riding waves, are you still riding the Anthony Simons wave 49th overall last week, averaging over 20 and six, uh, gives you 1.3 stocks, just playing phenomenally well. And we know that Damian Lillard isn't coming back anytime soon. So what are you doing with him? Yeah, people call him a sell high. And while he's not going to do what he did when CJ McCollum was out of the lineup, like he's still averaging 37 and a half minutes per game in his last three, yeah. putting up 20 plus per game, six assists. Like he's essentially the point guard. Like CJ McCollum is the shooting guard. Anthony Simons is the point guard. So those assists are hard to come by, especially off the waiver wire. So Anthony Simon is definitely a guy that I'm still continuing to ride and I'm not interested really in selling high because I don't think Damian Lillard comes back this season. Yeah, he he doesn't hurt you in any way. I mean, he's shooting 46% over the last week, 82% from the line, has a three to one assist to turnover ratio. I would not be selling him. If anything, I'd be trying to buy. And uh, wanted to talk about some streaming guys that had a really hot week. You rostered this guy a while ago, like when he was going through COVID protocols and some injuries, but Nick Batum, he was the second rated player in week 14. Crazy. Um, so I want to talk about Nick Batum staying power here. And I, I remember watching on, I think it was on Saturday night, maybe it was Friday night. Reggie Jackson had a post-game conference where he was saying that Nick Batum was the best player he's ever played with. He is the glue guy of the team and it really goes around him. So that's got to be encouraging words for anybody that's trying to stick with or buy into Nick Batum. Top 15 asset uh, the last week. Now, he did have sort of a down game on Sunday um, after we were recording this show. The, the Clippers played the early game against the Knicks. He didn't do super well, but at the same time, he hit a couple threes, didn't turn the ball over, had a steal, uh, I believe, and a few assists. So he's still across the board, you know, putting up numbers. And like you said, like Reggie Jackson said, he's the glue guy. Like he's going to continue to play, especially as the Clippers look to lock up like that, that 7-8 seed in the West. It's kind of wide open right now. So you know, as long as they're in that hunt, Nick Batum's going to get the minutes. My only concern with the Clippers right now is that they're running out like 10, 11 guys night in, night out. Like, I wish Ty Lue would tighten up that rotation a little bit. Right? You're bringing, you're bringing Eric Bledsoe, Serge Ibaka, Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, Terrence Mann, Brandon Boston. Like, all these guys are getting minutes. Amir Coffey, right. Amir Coffey. But as long as you're in Ty Lue's starting five, I think you're, you know, you're still going to see your you know, 28 to 32 minutes a game. And that's good enough for Nick Batum to be rosterable uh, in 12 team leagues. Yeah. And next to Batum, I would say it's probably 1A, 1B here. But Terrence Davis has just been on a freaking tear. Seventh overall in week 14. He's dropping 25 points, six, uh, six rebounds, four assists, and 2.3 stocks 
only 1.3 turnovers and shooting 90% from the line along with four triples. Uh, every time Terrence Davis is, is, is in the lineup, <laughs> man, you are just sitting on the bench and you play horribly. So I think Buddy Heald's probably asking to be traded again. Every time Terrence Davis is in the lineup, man, this guy cooks and he's the one, he's the guy you want to, to roster in Sacramento for sure. Here's the mistake I made thinking after one game of Terrence Davis going off for like 30, he's not going to do this the next game because Tyrese Halliburton's coming back. And then they're going to be healthy in the backcourt with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. Well, guess what? Then De'Aaron Fox missed a game with a sore ankle and Terrence Davis in the starting lineup again and cooked once again. Every time this man is in the starting lineup, he's like a, he's like a 25 and five guy. Like he's, he's, you know, you should be rostering him everywhere and playing him in DFS whenever he's in the starting lineup. And the Kings are a team that have a lot of rumors swirling around the trade deadline. We've, we've heard Halliburton, Fox, Barnes, Heald, Bagley, like all these guys are on the trade block. The entire Kings team's on the trade block. Terrence Davis could step up into a starting position for the rest of the season, depending on what the Kings do with the trade deadline. So while this may be a facade right now, he's worthy of a spot on your team as you're looking proactively in the future with the trade deadline just, you know, a few weeks away. With that, and Terrence Davis is certainly somebody that Alvin Gentry trusts. And I think you can see that as the minutes continue to rise every time he's he's available to play. So, yeah, I think Terrence Davis certainly has some staying power here. A couple other guys just want to cover real quick are Garrison Matthews. He's he's actually played pretty well. I know he kind of faded a little bit. I know he might be out there on waivers, but he's pretty much Duncan Robinson light. So anytime that he's on, uh, you definitely want to get on that uh, hot streak there because he can give you a lot of volume three pointers to the point where it can really give you an advantage. And then you also have Kevon Looney, who's played extremely well in the absence of Draymond Green. But uh, yeah, let's get to the uh, return to play items. Drop it on Sunday. We're recording this around 5 Eastern time. So AD was upgraded to questionable this morning or late late Saturday night. And uh, he was then ruled out later on Sunday. So it looks like he's nearing a return. That's good news for the Lakers. I know you have a... You have some insider feedback from Mr. Yovan Buha, but uh, what are we thinking from AD and how he's going to be utilized here, or maybe even LeBron uh, once he returns? Yeah, per our boy Yovan Buha, uh, beat writer for the Lakers, it looks like uh, Frank Vogel wants to run a uh, run LeBron and Anthony Davis at the center position. So bye-bye uh, Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan, who both uh, kind of suck Stop. recently. So, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I mean, just to put it lightly, um, so yeah, I mean, but that's, that's a good thing for both of their fantasy value. Like there, it means they're going to be on the floor more. And I think it's just, it, it, it opens up this, it opens up space, you know, on offense, um, gives them more rebounding opportunities, uh, more shot blocking opportunities probably. So from a fantasy perspective, it's a good thing. I mean, LeBron doesn't really need much more from a fantasy perspective to be very good. I mean, he's a top five, nine cat player right now. So with Anthony Davis back, maybe he takes a step back. But yeah, both these guys going forward are going to be, you know, top 10, top 15 guys because the Lakers need them to be if they want to make the playoffs. Clint Capella returned on Saturday night. He returned in 26 minutes. He dropped six points with six rebounds. Do you think Onyeko Nkongwu is a drop now? Not, not quite because we've seen Capella battle all sorts of injuries, shoulder, foot, you know, heel whatever else he's battling. And Okongwu is still going to get some minutes off the bench as the direct, you know, backup to Capella. Um, I, I'd waited out a little bit. The only time I'd, I'd drop Okongwu is if we saw that he was getting like 15 or fewer minutes per game. But as long as he's getting minutes, you know, close to 20, uh, he can fill it up on a per minute basis. 
and Pistons center forward center Kelly Olynyk returned on Wednesday. He came out with a really nice debut, had like 22 points and uh, five rebounds, and then he kind of came back to earth on Friday. But uh, what do you think? We, we, we called him. What do you think? We called him a stash last week. Do you think he's worthy of picking up uh, either streaming this week with Detroit uh, only playing three games? Probably not. But do you think he has staying power here longer term? So, yeah, then actually, so news came out, I think, uh, yesterday that he went into the health and safety protocols. So, but the thing about that is, like, these days, health and safety protocols are different than they were, you know, yeah. even like a month ago. So, a guy could come out of those. It could be a false positive, like we saw with Nick Batum, and he missed one game. Um, it, it could also only be, you know, four or five days because the quarantine period, uh, you know, cut in half from the 10 days. So, yeah, this, this might not be a bad week to miss Kelly Olenek if the Pistons only play three games. And Yahoo put him on put him in the on an IL, so you can use one, one of your IL spots for Kelly Olynyk, and I think he does need to be rostered, right? I think he's rostered in over seventy percent of Yahoo leagues. That's for a reason. Like he was a league winner last season on a bad Rockets team. Uh, what did he average last season with the Rockets? Nineteen eight and five assists per game down the stretch. Like that's that's a league winner type guy, and he shot fifty five percent from the field, scoring twenty points a game. Like you're not going to get that from a lot of guys, and you know. Teams like the Rockets and the Pistons need that veteran leadership. So if he's healthy, he's going to play down the stretch and he should be rostered in, in all tel- in all 12 team leagues. Fair enough. And uh, we got reports. Nuggets, point guard, shooting guard, Jamal Murray's aiming for a return after the All-Star break. I think that's a no-brainer stash. If you got the space for it, got to do it because the Nuggets are so short-staffed right now and they just need some firepower. And we know what Jamal Murray can do. He's kind of like a Donovan Mitchell in terms of uh, fantasy value, but who knows, man? This guy could be even better than he was uh, pre-injury. So yeah, temper expectations initially, this, but he's definitely worth the stash. This was an article uh, Harrison Wind put out for the uh, Denver Nuggets beat writer. Uh, as he's watching Jamal Murray's recovery, it's sort of on the horizon, and he said around the All-Star break. So I've gotten a lot of questions like, who do I stash? A guy like Jamal Murray you know, Zion Williamson or, or Ben Simmons, like Zion Williamson may not play this season. I'm actually no. pretty certain he's not playing. Ben Simmons also may not play this season. If Ben Simmons does not get traded, he's not playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. No. Right. So if he doesn't get traded, Ben Simmons is not playing. Jamal Murray has the best chance by far to be on the court by the month of March. And he could ramp up to a, a point where he's playing 30 minutes a game at the start of the fantasy basketball playoffs. It may right. be a little optimistic, but you if if you have the room, like if you've got three IL spots and you're only using one for a COVID guy or you know, a guy that's banged up, Jamal Murray is definitely deserving of being stashed. Yeah, I agree. Uh he should not be on waivers if you have a place for him on IL. What about oh, Lillard? Uh ooh, Lillard. I I feel concerned about that, man. I feel like I'm putting him in the Paul George bucket of their team is not really in a good place. There's rumors. There's more rumors around him being traded or his teammates being traded. I just don't feel comfortable about the situation and going through abdomen surgery and the way Anthony Simons is playing. Are you dropping Lillard? No, I'm not going to drop him. But if I can trade him for something, I would try. I just don't know what the market is for it. There's somebody in our league that's actually been trying to trade him for quite some time now. And I don't think he's getting much out of that. Like he's, you know, getting Malik Monk offers, you know, for him. So (laughs) it's uh, it's it's tough out there. So I think at this point, you just got to stick with it. It's If you have the space for him, obviously, if you don't, I'm not dropping Lillard to pick up Murray. I don't know if I'd go that far. But if there's a hot pickup that I got to do it, then you know you got to do what you got to do, especially if you're vying for a playoff spot. So 
Um, definitely not something I want to, someone I want to buy, man. I can't trust Lillard right now. Right, right. Uh, so let's talk about the week 15 schedule. We got 13 teams playing four games, 14 teams playing three games, and three teams playing two games. Those most notably are the Houston Rockets, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Washington Wizards. So let's get into the waivers, man. Uh, we talked about some of the top ones. You know, Io Dosamu, you got Terrence Davis, Kobe White. Corey Joseph has surprisingly been getting a lot of minutes for the Detroit Pistons, even with Cade Cunningham there. Um, it seems like that's really been at the demise of Killian Hayes. So what other guys are you looking at? Also, are you thinking about DeAnthony Melton at all? He's actually God. played pretty well. Yeah, I know. yeah. He sucks he's, to... He's, right, right. <laughs> The problem, the problem. <laughs> Just with when the you Anthony, think he's gonna this ball, dude, then you know, this dude can't even crack the starting lineup. Like yeah. every every single guy is out with health and safety protocols. This is like in fantasy football when uh, Miles Sanders went down with an injury, and Kenneth Gainwell was the guy <laughs> right. getting fifty percent of the snaps the week before with Miles Sanders healthy. We all expected Kenneth Gainwell to be the guy in the backfield, and then the Eagles bring out Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. Right. Feels very similar with DeAnthony Melton. Everybody gets hurt, and we think DeAnthony Melton he's going to be this like you know. 26, six, two steals kind of guy, 30 minutes. Nope. John Conchar, Zaire Williams. Literally but, everyone. <laughs> literally everyone. But DeAnthony Melton still, the, the last game he put up like 26 and three with some defensive stats. That's what in you limited, want. From and, and in Melton, limited right? minutes too. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's got opportunity. The problem is all those guys are going to come back from health and safety protocols soon. So go ahead and roster DeAnthony Melton, but prepare to be disappointed when Desmond Bain, Tyus Jones, and Kyle Anderson all come back likely this week uh, from health and safety protocols. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely more value in the waivers in the front court this week. Um, we talked about Nick Batum, Kaminga for the short term. Amir Coffey has been playing really well. We've been talking about him for the last couple of weeks. Brandon Clark, he's questionable uh, on Sunday, but he's been playing extremely well too. Um, but then you also have, you know, the Kelly Linux, our battle between Kevin Herter and DeAndre Hunter. So far, it looks like, uh, Mr. Herder's winning the race, but uh, we still got some time left. Hunter's still it's a playing tight one. Well. It's a it's tight, tight one. Herder, Herder was ranked as the 70th uh, guy this week on a per game basis. Hunter 110. Herder just does more. Like Hunt, Hunter scores and he actually uh, shoots the ball pretty well. He just doesn't do a whole lot outside of score and yeah. a couple a couple defensive stats. Like Herder can get you those assists and and just light it up from downtown. That's why I like him a little bit better. And obviously you, you, you could, you know, the field goal percentage could be affected a little bit more with Herder because he's going to shoot more of those threes, but they're both, they're both guys that deserve to be rostered with, you know, Reddish no longer in town and, and Bogdanovich uh, on the shelf. Uh, what are you doing with Trey Lyles? Yeah, I, I like Trey Lyles as long as Kelly Olenek is out uh, and in the health and safety protocols. But once he's back in the fold, and, you know, gets ramped up a little bit. Trey Lyles definitely takes a backseat for me. So I'm okay streaming him this week with Olenek out. But what, as soon as Olenek comes back, like, you know, I'd much rather roster a guy like Olenek. Um, unless you see from the Pistons, they're giving still giving Trey Lyles, you know, 25 plus minutes a game. Because he is a guy that can do a lot in kind of a few minutes. So, you know, he's he's shown he's been pretty productive over the last, you know, few weeks for them, even off the bench. So, you know, a guy that's worth, streaming but you know just be aware that uh, his minutes could just you know be decimated at any point yeah what and do you think that herbert jones do you believe in the, that the fact the fact that he's only 53 percent rostered right now like do you think he's actually floating there still on waivers i mean he was a top 60 guy last week he's been 
extremely valuable over the course of the season. He's getting all the minutes, you know, up, upwards of 30 minutes plus all season. And he gives you these stocks. He's scoring now pretty efficient from the floor. Still perplexed by that one. I think it's the name value there. It's like, uh, Herb Jones sounds like the most boring man in, in basketball. Um, <laughs> like an 80s even, player. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't sound, yeah. It doesn't even sound like a real player. Um, but Brandon Ingram got dinged up. Uh, I'm not sure the severity of his injury. I don't think we've heard about, you know, the severity of, of his injury. But even even before that, I mean, Herb Jones, like you said, 36 minutes per game. Like, he, he's playing so much. He just does it all. Um, pretty efficient player, too. So he should not be out there in any leagues. Like, he, he's, he's a guy that I know I picked up and dropped a couple times early in the season. And I wish I had held him, you know, the last, you know, a month ago when I dropped him. But. You know, he's he definitely a staying power. He's not going anywhere. Um, is there anybody else that you're eyeing on the waivers for this upcoming week? Um, so it depends with, with, with Miami. It all depends on Kyle Lowry. He's, he's been in and out of the lineup. He had some personal issues. If, if Kyle Lowry continues to miss games, Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent uh, are both worthy of, of streaming. Uh, I know Lori, uh, Lori for the Cavs went down with an injury, but it doesn't look like anybody in particular that you could pick up. Uh, is necessarily going to be like a streaming option. I think Dean Wade started the second half there in Cleveland, but with Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, uh, Darius Garland, you know, taking up most of the usage, um, doesn't look like there's necessarily an option there in in uh, in Cleveland. I also I also like Jeff Green. Like he's been kind of balling lately for the uh, for the Nuggets, and they've got four games this week. So uh, give Jeff Green a look, uh, but but also. Uh, buyer beware that DeMarcus Cousins signed a 10-day contract and the Nuggets do have uh, a solid amount of games the next 10 days so he could he could get a few minutes and you know what DeMarcus Cousins can do even in 15 minutes he can fill it up so just be aware of that but those are a couple guys I'm looking at yeah I think uh, I saw Jay Crowder left Saturday night's contest with a wrist injury that's right so Cam Johnson immediately comes back into relevancy there with the uh, the Phoenix Suns playing four games and then also, you're only getting three games out of the um, New York Knicks, but Mitchell Robinson did leave Sunday's contest with uh, what he called was a tweak, but you never know. No, so Nerland's Noel, I think, he, he came back with uh, eight, 8.7 rebounds and four stocks uh, in only 27 minutes. So, What is going on with New York Knicks big man? Like, who, yeah, they just cannot stay just healthy, con- man. They're just constantly hurt. It's yeah. either it's either Robinson Noel or Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson's usually like a healthy guy. Like he's he's been out too with <laughs> yeah. whatever else. Yeah. Like right. just something in the water there in New York. They make good bagels, but they can't keep their big men healthy. <laughs> I was I was tempted to say Bing Bong there, but I'll, I'll say I'll spare us. <laughs> um, that's what Noel gives you. So be on the lookout for that. If if Mitchell Robinson misses any time, might be able to get some value there. R.I.P. to Omar Yurtsevin, man. He's just not in the rotation right now, sadly. Uh, he was so valuable for fantasy players. But uh, another guy I think you could look at potentially is uh, Malik Beasley. The Minnesota Timberwolves have four games this week. So he might be a streamer streamer option for you just for some some volume in threes and uh, points there. Yeah, and uh, and go by low on Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Well, is it a buy low? He, he died by what, 21 points and eight rebounds in his last, his last one? He did, but before that, uh, yeah, the, he was cold the, before that. Right, right before that, he was cold. He was only like a top 100 guy for a couple weeks there. Uh, you know, it was starting the season. He was like a top 30 guy, and obviously a couple of those, you know, a couple of those weeks in the beginning without without Pascal Siakam. But Nick Nurse has said he wants to run his guys like into the ground, like heavy minutes, 
And like we talked about, the Toronto Raptors have one of the most favorable fantasy uh, playoff schedules. So, I mean, Scotty Barnes is going to get lots of minutes and, you know, he's going to he's going to fill up the stat sheet just like those other guys there in Toronto. All right, that'll do it for the week 15 fantasy look ahead. Make sure to check out actionnetwork.com for the fantasy forecast with myself and Joe Delira, where we'll break down much of what we talked about here and give you some prop angles. Download the award-winning Action Network app where you can track all your bets or tail some of our action experts. And uh, download PrizePix if you haven't yet. Use promo code ACTION10 and you'll receive up to a $100 deposit match on your first deposit. Adam can be found on Twitter at Adam Koffler. I'm at Dan Titus. Until next week, let's get buckets. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.